Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. All right. Well, welcome to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel and I'm Nicole Saunders. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, we're, we're heading into Thanksgiving. We're starting to get towards the end of the year. Uh, it's interesting. It feels like that means some things at work are winding down. You know, I know we don't have any more community events the rest of the year. We're not recruiting new user group leaders right now. On the flip side, I was talking to my operations manager yesterday, and this is the time of year where she gets really busy because she's doing all of the end of the year wrap ups and summaries and things. So yes. it's a it's a shifting landscape at, at work right now. But yeah, things are good. Looking forward to spend some time with family coming up. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, end of the year stuff is, you know, you've got to kind of accomplish some things like what did you do last year, you know, or this last year and what you accomplish. And, and I think that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today um, is, you know, Whenever you do all these things in in the year, it's always a good thing to kind of look back and say, what did we accomplish? Because if you don't look back, you'll never know or you'll never kind of not just appreciate, which I do think is highly important, but how do you kind of talk to the business about the things that your department, in this case, community accomplished and did, you know, how do you guys do that? How do you think about that? You know, I think there's a couple of different perspectives that I bring to it. First is absolutely you want to just have that end of year report, right? The thing that says, here's what we did. Here's the value we delivered for a couple of reasons. One, how can you do your planning for the next year and set your goals if you don't know what you did this year? Yeah. And so you got to have those benchmarks. You can say, you know, we got X many members this year and we're going to increase it by X percent next year. So that's one piece is you need to be able, we always talk about reporting into the business. You got to have those numbers that you can go tell people what you did. But the second, and I think maybe even the more important reason that it is so good to do these look backs and those overviews, you know, one, just the process of writing down those numbers and that reporting will help you get perspective. But it is so easy to get in the weeds with the day-to-day stuff on your to-do list and checking things off. And a really important skill set for most professionals to develop is that ability to zoom in and then zoom back out and take an objective look at something and say, gosh, I've been really focused on doing these tasks, but if I zoom out, have I been doing the right work? Have I been prioritizing appropriately? Has the landscape around me changed where I need to adjust what I'm doing? And that's why I've always been a fan of doing both quarterly lookbacks and then also end of year reports so that you have these periodic benchmarks when you you know, stop and zoom out and look at what you're doing and adjust as needed. The other thing is if you're doing that quarterly reporting, making those numbers come together at the end of the year is a lot easier. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think that um, it's funny because this week I was in San Francisco and we had kind of this, uh, mar- so I, I reported to the marketing team. And so we had this big marketing kind of, I say big, it was, we only have like 15, 14 people in marketing. <laughs> so it's not that big. Um, but you know, we all got together, met, and our goal was to create uh, the marketing plan on a page, right? Like the plan on a page mm-hmm. kind of is what funnels from the main company goals. And so we worked on that piece. And then for me, for the rest of this year, I work now on the community and engagement 
plan on a page. So my stuff will funnel from the marketing plan on a page. Does that make sense? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so important to be able to do that and to, to know how were you supposed to align this year? Did you do that? And how yeah. do you need to think about it for next year? So that's, so to kind of go back is, so what I'll do is I'll definitely focus on that plan on the page, but probably before I do, which I've done some of it, but it was just kind of just throwing some stuff out there, but then I'll, I'll put together a presentation uh, one so that I know all the things that we've accomplished you know, throughout the year and that we've done and what worked, what didn't work, that kind of stuff. Uh, that that presentation, like you said, I mean, it's not just going to the day-to-day. It's what did you accomplish at a higher level? There's there's a few things, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is, you know, we did these things. Okay, yes, we had this many people that, you know, what were my goals last year Did I or this year? Did I accomplish those? And what does that look like? But it's also telling this story, right? Because what I'll do in January is is I'll get in front of the organization and talk about, community and executive council and some other engagement activities that we did right but then that funnels into my plan on a page for next year we call it fy it's for us fy25 and so i'll say these are the act we want to do a lot of the same stuff (laughs) you know some of that won't change but you know like now i own the pot that's i'm i don't own the podcast but we came up with the podcast but how does that reflect into the the ultimate goals right it's not just hey we got a podcast we want to do these things you know what i mean but it's also getting speakers and all this other stuff. So I think that helps me kind of do that. One thing I, I have a question for you is I was on yeah. this call yesterday um, and it was HR is doing something, you know, they're building our leaders like, you know, director and above and saying, hey, look, you know, uh, and it's something that you mentioned that you do these quarterly reports and things like that to report out, which I, I completely agree. One of the things that, and, and you have a staff, so I wanted to see how you kind of do this, not to completely get off, but I think it's somewhat relevant. Since you have staff, how do you kind of look at, you know, um, um, kind of their reviews for the end of the year? Do you, one, and, and maybe do not none of it you tell me, but what they were saying is quarterly, we should be pushing kind of that information in. And so the employees should never be surprised by anything you say at the end of the year, like, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do this. And, you know, like, and you did these things, right. I mean, you, they should already know what they're doing well and not, but there, in my opinion, there's going to be check touch points, check-ins or whatever, you know, throughout the year so that they know how they're doing it. How do you kind of see that? Because, you know, that's got to be part of your end of the year type stuff too. No. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously like end of year reporting summaries, really important key thing, right? We just talked about like, you got to round up those numbers. You got to show your value. You got to align your goals. Before I jump into the people management thing, the one other thing I would add about that end of your reporting is that it's also really important to have, once you start getting into things like budget requests or needing Mm -hmm. to make business cases for things that you need the next year. I know that I've needed to look a lot at, okay, what did we do this year? What am I asking for for next year? And then how much does that increase what I'm delivering, right? If we did X number of million dollars of value delivery this year, what does that look like if I get no more investment? And what does that look like if I do get my budget request? And actually showing leadership the numbers. And the reason that I want to emphasize this is I think a lot of the time community professionals are like, gosh, I just, I feel like I'm banging my head against a wall. I keep explaining my leadership. You know, this is such important relationship building and retention building. But a lot of the time, I think what leaders end up with is I know community is important. I know that if I invest in it, I'll get better 
customer stickiness and things like that. But I don't really know the dollar value that I'm leaving on the table if I don't invest in it. And of yeah. course, right now there's some economic headwinds and a lot of companies That's are right. looking for where can they prioritize and invest smartly and where can they maybe hold off for a little while. Yeah. And so I know that I've been making the case that community is a great place to invest when times are tight because it's a smallish investment or something that can scale pretty significantly. Right. Like the ROI on community is huge, but I've had to put that into dollars and cents and say, you know, it's just going to make up some numbers here, but it's like, if you give me $10,000 to invest in this, I can 10 X that in value. But if you don't give me $10,000, everything's going to stay flat. So yep. would you like to make, you know, $1 million in revenue or $10 million in revenue? Your call. When you put things in those terms, it gets a lot easier for leadership to understand the value. So Very I just wanted point. to call I'm that out. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that around because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty good at kind of going off. But uh, no, it, it's it's a very good point. And, uh, and you know, we're going through that as well as, you know, mm-hmm. every department had to cut something, right? You know, and, you know, it's yeah. it's always, look, community is, a, in, in comparison, when, when I look at other parts, uh, not just the business, but even marketing, community is a very small line item. And they'll start it really cutting... Is more and i'm like no no no. <laughs> here's what we've done you know what i mean like and so you know you can't be caught off guard because th- they'll want to take your money and push it somewhere else where they think is more important you know they they don't want to cut either but if they do the last thing you want to say is you know my small budget you know it, to cut it even smaller you know i'm not saying it won't ever happen because you know you always have to go through that and and, and it's a painful Absolutely. exercise when they start saying well, I could take 10 grand off here and 20 grand off that. I don't know. Here's what that is for, you know, and you've got to be specific. And, and I like kind of your idea as well. We want to invest in this thing right here. And this is what it's going to do and get us 10 X. And so it's a very, very good call out and probably something we should kind of think about at the high level at all times, you know, how are we always thinking that as community leaders? Because absolutely, you will be cut if you don't show that at some point. You know, it's just not community necessarily, maybe, but, you know, your budget, you know. Well, and that's the thing is like, if you think about leadership, you know, they're looking at it and they're saying like, I know that for every salesperson I have, we generate X dollars of revenue. And I know that for every webinar we host, we get this much pipeline attribution. You need to be able to show them that for community too. And it's not easy, but every community professional should be learning to be an expert in data and should be thinking about anytime you launch an initiative, how are you going to measure it and how are you going to report on it and show the value of it? Because you're going to need it down the road. But let's get back to your question that you raised around end of year and people management. Yep. Um, so I'm definitely in agreement with what you were saying that ideally you're talking to your team all the time and you're giving them feedback and you're doing quarterly reviews so that they're not surprised by something. Yeah. Right. You should never walk into a performance review and have somebody be like, oh, by the way, here's something you're really bad at. Yeah. If you're a manager and you're I wouldn't doing say it like that employees, anyways, yeah. yeah, like you need to make sure you're communicating more consistently and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, end of year is also the time when a lot of companies start looking at promotions for the following year and merit increases and all of those sorts of things. So I think it is really important to reflect on, hey, what have you done as an individual this year? And I generally find that a lot of community professionals in particular are very humble and very modest. We tend to like to put the spotlight on our community members 
yeah. and on what they're doing. I mean, you know, that's, that's part of what makes the community work well. It's not about my personal accomplishment. It's about what the members accomplish, but it is still important for you to look back at what you've achieved. And it's very hard to do that if you don't kind of keep a running record. I don't know about you. I actually keep a document where anytime yes. I have something that I consider a big success, I throw a bullet point in there so that by the end of the year, I have a little list of all of the things that I feel like I've accomplished that year. And that really helps me when I go to my end of year review with my manager, Copy say, Hey, here's what I did. Here's how I've grown. Here's what I've learned and be able to have that reflectiveness. And it's just like looking back at your, you know, the work that the team has done or that the program has done, or that you've achieved as a group to look at your individual pieces as well and say, Hey, yeah. was I focused on the right things? Was I prioritizing the right things? Am I seeing a pattern of a place? That there's something I need to work on. And so, you know, I think the end of the year is a great time to reflect on that, particularly because you can kind of absorb it, go home for the holiday break, process it, and then hit the new year with some new goals and objectives and new energy behind how you're going to grow that year. I love the idea of, you know, and, and I was thinking about this too, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I think we're on the same page on a lot of stuff, which is crazy, um, is whenever you you're building that end of the year review. It's also for yourself, right? It's not just, mm -hmm. yes, you can copy and paste. This is what I've done, you know, that kind of stuff and and re remind your manager or if they don't know, then they know now and you give them kind of some uh, ways to how do they react to it and things like that. Do they believe it? Do they not believe it? You know, but the other piece is, is kind of your own personal branding. How do you remember all the stuff that you've done every year if you don't? write that down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, later on down the road, you know, you might want to do your own podcast or do your own blogging or, you know, try to get another job or whatever. Right. So how do you kind of keep a running tally of all your successes? Look, you take to go through, to a job interview. These are all the things I've been successful at, you know what I mean? But, but you can at least point, you know, some of that stuff out and you can remember, you know, that's why I like to do some of this stuff is it's like, I don't remember well, and then, you know, I go back and read something that I blogged about or that I had a podcast and say, oh yeah, I kind of did that. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I definitely experienced that. Sometimes I listen to episodes of, of a podcast, sometimes this one or the other one that I do. And everyone's going to be like, I don't remember asking that question. That was a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I come up with that? But, you know, it's just an example of where it is important to go back and say, Hey, what did I do? And not just look at the big things. Right. Yeah. It's not always just about launching a program. It's not always just about hitting a milestone. Sometimes it's, hey, I wanted to optimize this process or I wanted to really yeah. shore up this thing or I wanted to learn this new skill and implement it somewhere. Those are big wins. Or hey, I, I helped this other team be really successful with their goal. Well, I think, you know, we've talked about that is, you know, working across cross functionally, right? And you know, mm -hmm. I continue to hear and see, you know, um, on my daily, uh, in my daily life, business, whatever, is you have to work cross-functional and you have to figure out how your goals relate to others. And then you've got to be able to, you know, talk about, and it's a good, good thought, because I'm going to push that into my uh, yearly thing is how we work cross-functionally. Because if you don't, and you just focus in, here, here's the opportunity with community professionals and building your plan on a page or building your you know, uh, you know, if your goals are just specific to your department, you know, you, it's a problem, but it's, it's, it's also hard because your boss wants you to accomplish the things within 
their plan on a page and the mark, you know what I mean? Like, so you have to show the value of, well, I'm working with the product team for product adoption. And this is how I'm working with the CSM team on, you know, expansion. And this is how I'm working with the marketing team on net new expansion potentially, or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, on these things. And this is the impact that it's brought. If you're not doing that, that's going to be hard, you know, and, and, Everybody wants to say they work cross-functionally, but you know sometimes it's hard even in at your at, at the high level when your boss is only focused on net new stuff and yeah they care about product adoption but they're on this but community touches all aspects and we have to communicate to that uh, to our boss and say hey look yes I want to be a part of this team <laughs> I am part of this team and I we doing these things but especially when community is a team of one or one and a half or whatever it's a little harder to Say, look, community isn't just this one functional piece. You know what I mean? And I think you have to be able to tell that story. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm getting off, but you know, I I, I do think that piece is important. So it definitely is. And you know, I I will ring the cross functional bell until mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. cows come home, as we like to say in Wisconsin. Uh, it is it is such an important thing to be able to articulate that. And you know, to that end, as we're talking about data as we're talking about end of year summaries for people, again, you gotta be able to report on how did we contribute? What was our value add here? Um, End of year is also a great time. We were just talking about doing end of year reviews for uh, team members. Go write up feedback for your peers and your colleagues and anyone that you've worked with that you haven't done Mm. that for already. It's a great time of year to take a few minutes to reflect on what other people have done well and give them some of that feedback as well. And and love that. share that, and you know, managers always appreciate it. I know, I I often think about you know what I appreciate as a manager. I love it when other people come to me and tell me what my team is doing well, or if there's something that somebody needs to work on a little bit. Yep. And so I try to make sure that I I pay that forward and do that for other people proactively as well. And I think that that's a really key thing. And it's just you know, it's the giving time of year. It's good to go. Well, we give, yeah, give yeah. some feedback. <laughs> and I think a lot of organizations even have kind of this we have this thing called bonusly and you know, it, it's a program or software that allows you to give feedback to your colleagues. Now they only give us a certain number of points, <laughs> you know, like here's 50 points to give to your colleagues, you know, a month or something like that. But I do think that that's a, a good way one to publicly recognize somebody, right. You know, within the organization to, to let them know how well they're doing really appreciate it, you know, maybe even a, a note directly, Slack message or get on the phone or whatever to tell. I, I absolutely agree. I mean, look, if it wasn't for the organization that, you know, the people in the organization, you know, at Realtio, I would not be able to do my job, you know, like people answering questions, people doing webinars, people helping, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's my job relies on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? And so, um, Definitely, definitely a huge uh, opportunity there, you know. So one other aspect of end of year things that I would love to talk about is what we do for our communities at the end of the year. Mm. You know, we've talked about how do you sit down and reflect on your year? How do you work with your people internally? I know for us, we do a couple of things. Um, we love having sort of end of the year town halls with our super users, our user group leaders, our brand advocates. Again, to talk about, hey, here's everything we did this year, but really bring them into that story 
as we've mm-hmm. rounded up those numbers and talked about the value we've delivered to the business, it's also great to share that out with those end users that were part of that and thank them for those contributions. You know, for example, I'll say, you know, our community deflected, again, made up numbers, but let's say 100,000 tickets this year. And the only reason we could do that is because you, the members, were there and you were generous with sharing your knowledge and you helped each other out and you were active in that space. We can't thank you enough. Um, So I love doing those sort of end of year recaps, making everybody feel really good about the things that they've contributed. Um, We also often will send a small end of year thank you gift, some kind of swag, maybe a coffee mug or or something like that. Just that little thing to show that token of appreciation. Um, We've also toyed with sometimes instead of doing an end of year thing, doing a beginning of year kickoff, um, where we, again, recap those numbers and then kind of give a sneak peek to the next year. So depends how busy you are and, you know, when your company maybe has sales kickoff or something like that, what else is going on? But I definitely recommend thinking about how can you bring your community members into that end of your conversation? How can you help them understand the value that they've created for one another? And how can you make them feel appreciated for everything that they've created? I like that. You know, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't I, I had nothing, <laughs> you know, like to, to, to be honest, like, I mean, you know, I'll say thanks everyone for coming and doing all that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I love that is, you know, maybe you do like this, I don't know if you said a recap, but is it a written recap or is it a, a live webinar to where you kind of thank different members? Here's some of the data that, you know, I'd love being very transparent with uh, your community members and, letting them know what they've helped do, uh, you know, and, and, and say, Hey, these are the things that we accomplished, the things that we've done really appreciate, you know, you guys come to the community answering. I love that. Wow. Yeah. And we've, have we've you, done both done formats. That? Okay. Yeah. We've done, we've done webinar style, like gatherings. Um, some years we've actually like gotten together and put together like a game or a quiz or, or some kind of social <laughs> activity for everybody. Um, one year we published an infographic, that had yep. our stats about the community. Sometimes we'll round that. up like the top tips from the community for the year. Um, those are all these great pieces of content that as you're doing that end of year review, you can just pull them out, you know, make them look nice with a little bit of design work and, yeah. and promote them. And really, I think it is so important to help your users understand their value and make them feel yeah. good about being there because Honestly, communities only thrive when you've got members who are really engaged and really dedicated to helping each other. And so you have to make sure that they not only get recognized for that with with badges and your typical gamification and recognition programs, but also just with a a really heartfelt thank you and and show them how significant their impacts are because any one of them probably doesn't realize how it all adds up and that they're part of this bigger thing. And it's part of what attracts people to communities is they want to be part of something. I love that. Yeah, no, it's, I've done the infographics and usually I do the infographic at the end of the community year, like whenever it was born, you know, here's year one, year two, year three, kind of with the, but kind of like the idea of, well, you know, what did you accomplish from January to, to December? And this is what, mm-hmm. what you have done. Uh, and it's just for the community, right? Like it doesn't have to be for anybody else. Now you might push that into your presentation that you do at the end of the year or push into your mm-hmm. It's what we've accomplished. I mean, that's just another beautiful thing. Love that. Anything else that you can think of? You know, I mean, we could probably do individual episodes on each of these 
things, but to recap, yeah. the topics that we've covered are, you know, thinking about your end of year reporting and how quarterly reports can help you build towards that. Yeah. Um, the value of zooming out and reviewing what you've done and, and determining, was that the best thing? And how can I adjust next year? Uh, doing your end of year personnel conversations, performance conversations, sharing feedback with peers, and then thinking about your community too, and how you're sharing both of those things with them. What did the community do well? What are we hoping for next year? Where did you contribute value? And making sure you're thanking everybody. So I think that's that's good. That's a good end of year recap to start with. Yeah. And so everyone, go do your end of the year recap uh, for your communities. But uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another Peers Over Beers. I'm Chris Detzel. And I'm Nicole Saunders. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you.